podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is A View From The Bridge, official podcast of the Belfast Giants for KingdomOfTheGiants.com. Today's Tuesday, the 11th of April, 2023. My name's Patrick Smith. You can get us live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and also download us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all of your normal podcast providers. Thank you for joining us on this week's show. Belfast, Sheffield, Cardiff, Nottingham, they've all made the final four this weekend at the NIC. Um, we'll look quickly at a tight affair against the between the Giants and the Clan. Let's look forwards and not back. Um, and we're going to preview this weekend with a wealth of guests. Hopefully, we'll be joined by Scott Conway, Panthers media manager Chris Ellis, Sheffield and Team GB captain Jonathan Phillips in the week of his domestic retirement, and uh, Todd Kelman, who I believe is with the Cardiff Devils these days. Who knows? Um, Mr. McJimsey, how's it going? Not too bad, Paddy. I uh, no playoff beard coming on here. Tradition dictates, but I've been offered a few gigs as Santa, so we're just kind of, you know, pack this tradition <laughs> in. So. Yeah. yeah, I thought about I thought about it, but it always just gets on my nerves. Like literally gets on my nerves. I just like, I've I done it. Uh, I've done it every year from the start of following the Giants, and whenever I was first following, I couldn't even couldn't even get a wee bit of stubble going, and now I've got a. Like a white thing going, it's terrible. <laughs> can't, no can't, wait to, can't wait that we'll win on Sunday night to get it off. <laughs> no no playoff beard for you, says? No, man, I just don't sit it at all. Um, <laughs> and, and, I know. <laughs> I know, but, you know, you, you've got an upside-down head. Um, you're, you're covering <laughs> your black hat, so you don't have the white hair. But no, 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 just not interested in it at all, mate. It's not something I, I tried it and... In 2007 at the World Championships, um, I didn't shave for nine days, and that was it. That was it. So a maximum would go now would be two. That's that's it. No, no, not not for me. Not for me, mate. Not for me. But fair play, Davey. Like you say, hopefully come Sunday we'll be lifting the trophy, and then you can uh, get the Mac three out, and and away you go. Other other razors are available. Um, <laughs> right, gents, let's um have a quick chat about the games that took place this weekend. Uh, between the Belfast Giants and the uh, the Glasgow clan. Um, also, what happened at the start of the game on Saturday, if I can get this uh, this game, this video to play, things seem to be run very slowly. Of course they will. It's podcast night. The Belfast Giants were able to raise the play- or the championship banner at the, uh, at the SSE Arena. Um, it's good, says, to be able to raise the banner in front of the team that won the title. Yeah, it, it doesn't happen very often, you know. Um, I would like to say that, you know, and just as we looked up, we were uh, down, let me just, let me just play that sound down for you. Sorry, yeah, that guy doesn't, you know, he's just annoying to listen to you anyway. Um, the uh, the, the you know, it doesn't happen very often we get the opportunity to raise a banner in front of a team that actually won wins a championship. 
lucky enough we've been able to do it twice this year. Um, we've got really good connections with regards to getting banners made. Um, <laughs> over the last over the last couple of years, that's they would needed to use that contact, and uh, James Glover's managed to basically get the information all done, get it all sent, and get it uh, ready to put up. And the big thing about it is, you know, you see it in the NHL and. And when Stanley Cup banners are raised, I'm not saying we're anywhere near as important as the Stanley Cup, but it can take forever by the time you bring people out onto the ice and get things ready. But the way we've started to do it in the last couple of games that we have the opportunity to do it, it's 90 seconds and it's done. Um, and then it's time to concentrate on the game. Um, and you're not paying, you know, you're not having the other teams to set about waiting in the locker room and, and, you know, it's just a matter of getting it done and getting out there and getting ready to play. So it's fantastic for the boys that they get to see it happening on the ice. Obviously, I had Dicko with me on Saturday night doing the commentating. And, and he's part of that. You know, he, he played a big part. And um, he he doesn't seem to think he does, but he really does. Uh, you know, we all think very highly of Dicko. And, and Absolutely. it's important that, that he, you know, he has certainly played his part. And he's, you know, he's got five more championships than any of us got to put together. Um, and, uh for that to happen, it's another fantastic uh, treat for him as well. So fantastic for the team, but this is where that we need to draw a line under it for us just a certain amount of time. We have another two weeks of the season to go at that time. Um, and lucky enough, we managed to, to do enough to scrape through, which we will touch on now. Right, let's get well, let's get stuck into those games. The game that took place at the SSA Arena on Saturday. Well, I'll give you the all the stats of Saturday and Sunday as a bit of a block, and we'll talk about the uh, the quarterfinals sort of a, as one. The Saturday's game was, of course, a four two uh, lead for the Belfast Giants at the end of sixty minutes. Cooper, Ari, Bast, and Ari with a second. Both of those, uh, Bast and Ari, second were on the power play. Uh, with regards to the Glasgow clan, McPartland on the power play and Shabbat on the on the power play. Um, Tyler Beskarani, 16 shots on two against uh, Ty Taylor, 42 shots on four against. And the referees in that game were David Good and Joe Sewell. Uh, we flipped on to the next night. Uh, the Belfast Giants were actually defeated on the night, but victorious overall. Glasgow four, Belfast three with a 7 6 victory for the Giants. Um, Glasgow's goals come from McPartland, Stevenson, Massey, and, uh, and Solo. Uh, another two goals in the power play. Uh, four power play goals against the Belfast Giants is pretty rare, I think, this season, but we'll come on to that. Uh, the Giants, uh, Two of the Giants goals come from Scott Conway. He'll be joining us later. And the third one come from Will Cullen. Um, Tyler Biscarani, 24 shots on four against in that game. And Ty Taylor, 35 shots on three against um, uh, for him. Toby Craig and Pavel Hallis were the two referees over at Brayhead Arena. Davey, I'll start with you. I would. I've listened to a few podcasts and stuff this week, and uh, and things people are saying in comparison to what they were saying before the weekend. And more or less, everybody saying that this was a much tighter affair than anybody expected it to be. I think that um, whenever I was going through when after the final results were in over the weekend, and I was looking back over the last sort of fifteen to twenty years of playoff weekends to see who had qualified, didn't really go into quarterfinals that much. Quarterfinals, why it's important to win them performances aren't all that important. It's about getting to the big show. It's about getting to the dance and, and we've got our way through there. Um, we got ourselves into a lead on, on Saturday night, obviously, you know, the, the first goal, clan dump in, it's a really quick up from Foley and oh, it's all it's all Mark Cooper from then. A bit like Ben Lake's goal to an extent of, of putting the backside out there and making the D-man go the long way around and 
and just out waiting. Taylor, who played very well across the weekend, actually. Um, but then the Giants go in, and then the second ones are a really nice goal as well. It's a bit of a pick pass from from Ari, and, and he combines with Collins, who goes up the ice and plays that sort of freezes tie with a fake shot and and puts him in. And then we run into a little bit of penalty trouble. You talked about four goals on the penalty kill the weekend, two of them five on threes. You know, you have to do something yeah. special in the playoffs to get a five on three against you. We've had two on two nights, and unfortunately, we haven't been able to keep the puck out of the net. But um, then we've came up with two power play goals. We're only supposed to the disappointing thing about the penalties that were conceded. They're, you know, their ozone penalties. They're 200 feet from our own net. And, um, you know, we'll want to close that down next weekend for sure. But, you know, to come out, get bass with a, an absolute, another get bass bomb, and then that tic tac toe, the same combination again. I think it's goody to cons the RA again. That that combination's been pretty good all season on the power play, and, and they come up with another one. And, uh, you know, we'll come out with that two goal lead, which I think was really crucial for us. A couple of big saves. We obviously had that incident in, I think we were only 1 0 up at the time. Basco comes up with two great saves, and then there's the, the kicking in goal, and that could have that could have given them a little bit of momentum. Look, they played well across the weekend. They played a team that were desperate. This was their season. The Giants have had. Challenge Cup final, you know, 11 games in the Challenge Cup to play. They've had 54 games in the league, and every single game basically for the Belfast Giants made something, especially since Christmas. The sort of last 30, 33 games meant everything for the Giants. You know, they've been on that awful long run. To an extent, this has been the clan season. Try and get into that eighth place and see, roll the dice and see what they could come up with. And they played well across the weekend. Their special teams were good. Um, and just fortunate for us. Big moments, you know, Besco came up with big saves. There were some massive blocks across the weekend. Jeff Baum, I think, towards the end of Sunday night, comes up with a monster block. Donovan mm. Niles comes up with a special one as well. So everybody bought in. And uh, as I said at the start of a piece, it's just about getting to Nottingham and, and then you go from there again. Says, before I come to you, let's just get the, the coaches' uh, thoughts on Saturday's game. Yeah, we knew the way we defend five on five that we were going to give them problems uh, getting in and getting quality looks. But we also knew that uh, lately their power play has been very hot. And uh, you know, like you said, three all zone penalties and two of them cost us. And then we had a very big kill in the third period that kind of sparked us on there. Um, you know, I thought we raised our intensity level in the third period, which is what ultimately got the job done for us. And we're going to have to follow that up into tomorrow because we're playing against a very desperate uh, Glasgow team that is playing playoff style hockey. And I thought for the first two periods, we didn't really want to battle through that. In the third period, uh, I thought we took over that period. And, and uh, again, though, you know, you're playing against a team that is um, up against it right now. If, if they lose, they're done. But the reality is if we lose, we're done. So, um, you know, we, we need to match that intensity tomorrow if we want to get the job done. Yeah, I thought we, you know, we did what we wanted in the first two periods. Um, we know they're good offensively. I thought we did well uh, defensively. Obviously, they, they outshot us by a bunch, but I don't know if Belfast has been outshot all year. So we knew that was coming. Uh, we, we thought, you know, we tighten up our D zone throughout the practice, and then, you know, we get two uh, penalty kills there at the end, and they burn us on those. And obviously, our, our main focus was stay out of the box against this team because we know how dangerous their power play was, and, and that came to bite us in the butt a little bit. But we also need to, you know, bear down on our penalty kill. Um, Adam Keith made a comment there about intensity. Was the intensity lacking, do you think, from the weekend? It looked like it um, when you're watching the game on Saturday from, from within the arena itself. I thought that 
you know, first of all, I actually thought the clan played very well in both games. Yes. They went 2-0 down against us on Saturday, um, and they fought back again. Their power play was good um, at the weekend. Um, I'm not sure of exact figures, uh, but I think they got four goals uh, over the weekend on the power play. But, you know, it, it it's one of those ones where a desperate team, you know, if they, if they get the effort and they put the effort in and they get they have healthy bodies, you know, they, they've played injured and played short all season long. Um you know, Colton Waltz came back only a few weeks ago. He played really well um, on uh, Saturday night. I think he, uh, he got man on a match on Saturday night. Um, and when you're when you get your goaltender playing decent, and everybody says he's a backup, but you know, backups in this league have been pretty decent this year as well. Um, and I just thought that overall for the weekend, I, th- I thought we were pretty lucky to get through. Um, if I'm being honest, you know, yes, with a lot of shots, yes, with a you know, we, we scored more goals than they did, and that's the most important uh, statistic that you take from all the, the games. But, um, you know, if, if they had went through, you know, they could have caused real problems this weekend. Coventry did it, I think it's probably five or six years ago. They were finished eighth in it the is. league, and they went on to win what? the playoffs. Anybody can win the playoffs. Um, Nottingham, we, we all thought that, that uh, Guilford were going to beat Nottingham last weekend. Um and, you know, we've got to get Nottingham now, which the game we'll go on to touch on later in the show. But this this isn't over yet. There's a lot of the, – any one of these four teams that have gone through from the, this past weekend can win these, this uh, championship. And and for us to have a chance to win, then we need to be a hell of a lot better than what we were at the weekend. The boys know that. Adam knows that. The coaches know that. Um, and they know that, they, you know, at the end of the day, we just scrape through. Maybe a little bit more comfortable than what we were last year against Coventry on the, on the shootout. Um, yeah. But, you know, we, we got it done. And I, I was talking to David yesterday. And, you know, when it looks at the the the, um, the history books, they'll basically look down the line, they'll go Belfast qualified to go through. That was the target. That's what happened. But it wasn't pretty. The Dyson Stevenson made up comments um, both before the game and uh, the fact that Davy that they felt that maybe they'd been in through the season a little bit disrespected, disrespected, and that they felt they had a point to prove. Personally, I felt that they proved it. I don't know that any team was disrespected. I think all teams, you know, you you, you got to play what's put out in front of you. I think the Glasgow clan have have been a club in turmoil for a number of years, and you know stuff that's going on off the ice has to end up being a distraction for players it doesn't matter you know you can be as professional as you want to be but when that stuff's going on off the ice it's it's got to affect the locker room and you know at certain times we've spoke to players spoke to players that are in that locker room through the season they've said as much themselves so difficult season for them and as we said earlier you know that they, they were really battling towards the end of the season with Fife there just to get into that eighth slot and it's always going to be difficult coming up against the number one team in the country who've who've proved themselves over you know, over 60, 70 games this season as, as being the, the team to beat. And for me, Clan did bring what what ultimately was their A game over the weekend, and it just wasn't quite enough to, to come, come up against us. I've got one more question for you both, but before that, um, we also have Scott Conway just waiting to join us. But before that, I'm just going to get the comments from, uh, from Sunday from both coaches. Yeah, that's a really good team over there. And, you know, it's, you know, we had a long year and, you know, guys could have folded seeing who we played. And, uh, you know, our one goal was just believe. And I thought we did a really good job of that as a team. Everyone believed that we had a chance yesterday. Uh, you know, hurt us a little bit, giving up some penalty kills. But, you know, we win, we win tonight. But unfortunately, just not enough. Um, 
but yeah, everyone gave it their all. That's all you can ask for. And you know, I don't think we had much respect from anyone in the league the whole year. And if this doesn't gain respect from from teams, I don't know what will. Yeah, they were very good. Um, you know, we knew coming into this, the clan had faced a lot of adversity this season. They stuck together through it at all. Uh, they were playing for each other, and that's a dangerous beast right there. And that's what you saw this weekend. Uh, I thought the clan battled uh, extremely hard, made it extremely hard on us, uh, especially you know winning the league title uh, the fall or last weekend. And then you know there's a collective exhale from that, and, and to get back up and, and push the on button and to get back into that playoff intensity is very hard. Uh, I think that's what you saw this weekend. We didn't match that intensity that, you, that the clan had, um, you know. But albeit there in the third period. Uh, I thought our guys competed very hard and, and wanted that. And even though we gave up the one, still still competed right there until the very end. There was a lot of a lot of battling, uh, big save there at the end to, to give us that chance to to see it out. With the seven six aggregate win, the Belfast Giants progressed to the semifinals of the via play EIHL playoffs on. Saturday against the Nottingham Panthers. We'll come to those sort of things later on. Um, one thing just last from this con was after I insulted him last week and called him, said he was no spring chicken, a couple of days later, um, Craig Peacock uh, announced that he would be retiring after 16 years professional in the league here, a three-time elite league champion, a playoff champion with the Belfast Giants. Says um, Peaks was a hell of a servant to this club and a hell of a, certain, a, hell of a servant to, to hockey in this country. Yeah, I mean, if you look at Davy's reports or stats every single week, his name's been sitting up at number two for a long, long time, and it's going to take a long, long time for somebody to step up and beat it. And and um, you know, you don't get that many points in the in, in this league and um, without being a good player. And, and Peaks was a good player, and don't get me wrong, he's you know he's he'll, he'll certainly know he's slowed down his production, and slowed down his his uh, scoring touch on the last number of years. But when he was with us, he was absolutely lethal. Fifty was that fifty power play goals, Davy. Um, number one for um, in the uh, are you sure? No, we'll check your stats. I think it's 50. <laughs> um, the uh, I think it's 50 power play goals he had, um, as uh, Jans, um, uh, throughout his career, and that's number one overall. And yeah. um, you know, it's he was potent, like you know, he knew where the net was, and and uh, you know, when you look at Jonathan Phillips retiring and and um, obviously, you know, Craig Peacock, he's only 34. He could probably still play, but he's probably, you know, feeling it a bit more. And, and you know, Matt Myers is not getting any younger. Mark Richardson, you've got all these top-end GB players that are going to be stepping out and stepping away from the international team over the next couple of years as well. And and this is the time now they need to try and blood some new uh, guys coming through. And, it, and, and that's no different with the, the top teams as well. Jonathan Phillips yeah. is going to be very hard to replace at Sheffield. Um, Craig Peacock is going to be hard to replace at Glasgow. Our guys aren't getting any younger as well. And, you know, Mark Barside, and I don't know when he's going to hang the skates up. Hopefully it's not for a couple of years yet. It's going to be very difficult to replace Mark Garside. So um, it is what it is. And, you know, wish him the best of luck whenever he's down the line. I was speaking to him after the game on Saturday night. Um, you know, and I said that to him. I wish the best of luck down the line. But after tomorrow, which would have been Sunday, I um, hope he's get pumped. But, um, you know, he was good. Pig's a good lad. And uh, as I say, best of luck moving forward. He was also Davy uh, a New Zealand Ice Hockey League champion, which I'm sure is quite high up in his um New Zealand, I thought it was New Zealand or Australia. He was out there anyway. No, um, is, is, his, his career never really hit the heights that it hit. You know, his career in Belfast was probably the the pinnacle, if you like, of his of his domestic career. Um yeah. 
Simon's touched on on the power play there. He used to just post up to use a, a basketball term, post up at that back post there, and he scored so many goals from just in around the blue paint. And he was a great servant of the club, six or seven years maybe he played for us, and he won championships, and he came in in that first year with Dowdy and Shades and stuff, that British con- con- contingent we had there, and they were scoring for fun. And, you know, after he left Belfast, he, he went and he had a, a few years, obviously, in Scotland there, and he's been a great servant of those clubs as well. But... um He's been very good to us always at AVFTB. I remember some great interviews around the time. He got a bit of bother towards the end of one season as well. And he used AVFTB as a little little platform to, to put his little apology, if you like, out there. But um, he was always good to us. He's been a great servant to British Hockey. He's been a great servant to the EIHL. And, you know, we wish him really well in the, in the next chapter of his career. Absolutely. Congratulations to Peacock, Craig Peacock on a fantastic career. Um, right, let's crack on, gents. We've got the first of many guests, but we're delighted to be joined by a man who last Monday walked away with some very sore arms considering the amount of awards that he carried out of the SSE arena after what is well, what has so far been a phenomenal season in Teal. Delighted to welcome back to the View from the Bridge, Scott Conway. How are you doing, mate? Good. A little tired, but uh, pretty good here. <laughs> how, was your, how was your golf? Um, not good. It was uh, pretty windy. So, nope. is that, not is that better? <laughs> You've got your screen on lock. Hang on, here we go. I'm trying to figure this out for you guys. There we go. There, there we go. go. there it is. There so, we go. Where did you play? Where did you play? Uh, Port Stewart. We only got oh, nine holes in because of the rain and wind. It was, it was terrible. Strand course. Yes. Oh, fantastic, man. I'm looking yes, forward to playing that in summer. There's a bit of a first of all. Money. There's a bit of a difference. He's a good golfer. You're just a. Excuse me. You've never played. Was it Castle Rock you played last week? Yes, sir. What did you hit like Castle Rock? Uh, I don't remember. That was a few weeks ago. I can't even remember uh, yesterday. So um, I think it was like 78 or something like that, though. All right, you are a better golfer than me. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Give us your take on the weekend gone past cons. The uh, obviously we we went into the the games you know, against first versus eighth, and there has been a talk about maybe there was a lack of intensity. Yeah, um, I think we we started off um, the first home game pretty well, um, getting up two goals, um, and then penalties. We we knew they were good on the uh, the power play, and and they have been recently. So um, our goal was to stay off. Out of the box, um, it's pretty hard for me to stay out of the box. So um, I promised Keith for only one penalty a game, and uh, oh well, I was in it one a game. But um, they, 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 uh, their power play was firing on all cylinders, and um, we had to stay out of the box, and we knew that. And uh, so that cost us a few goals this weekend. And then when we go into their place and you're up a couple goals, um, you knew that they were going to play their hearts out. That's potentially their last game of the season. So. Um, we had to give it our all, and, and they gave it their all. Um, they emptied the tank, and they they were hitting hitting everyone hard, and uh, just putting pucks to the net. They're playing they're playing the playoff style hockey, and that's what that team is. Is you got the Dyson Stevensons, you got you got Dixon that's heavy on draws. You got guys that go to the paint. You got Jonesies that'll that'll stick you and stuff like that. So um, I think that team was kind of built for a playoff playoff push there, but. Um, I'm glad that we won and uh, glad we're moving forward. We're excited to play Nottingham. Um, I think there's going to be a good rivalry between uh, Jonesy and, and us, and uh, we're excited for it. When you're up against a team like the clan who, let's, let's be fair, they've got nothing to lose there. You know, they've, they, they, they've, they've finished in eighth, 
they're not expected to come away with the win. You talk about people were talking about you know walkovers when the Giants were going to face them this weekend. How difficult is it when their backs are against the wall and and they have nothing to lose, but you're going after them? Yeah, I mean, you start off a season. Well, I don't know what it was. You guys are stat guys like twenty oh and twenty five or whatever it was uh, for them to turn it oh and seventeen for them to turn their season around and and make playoffs is is just the hats off to those guys. And then on top of that, like. Like you said, they're not fighting for any other trophy but this one. So um, it's it's pretty hard to knock someone out of any, of any sport um, to end their season. So um, they give it their all this weekend, and I'm, I'm glad we're moving forward. Collins, I want to ask you about the personal accolades, about the personal points, and I know you'll go with the, the team first, and very few of the goals were unassisted. Somebody has to put it on your stick to score. But coming up with nearly 120 points so far this season, all those great awards that you took home you must be pretty pleased with your personal contribution this season yeah um I, i'd say i am um all i can do is do the best i can when i step on the ice and that's that's what i try to do um obviously teammates are, are a big help and stuff like that you can't do it without them but um yeah a, a successful year for me for sure um hopefully hopefully we can get a few more goals and assists um the next couple of games here and bring home the third trophy and, and let's just talk very, very briefly about the, the weekend that's coming. Oh, says I'll go on to it as well here. But you heard Adam talk about, we talked about it last week, the collective exhale. You've heard that term before. It happens after every, because it's a 54-game slog, the league to win it. It's the big one to win. The playoffs is three weekends, two weekends. Um, but it's hard to turn it on and turn it off again or turn it off and turn it on again. Yeah, I mean, um, you, everyone plays for that, that league trophy, right? So... Um, now that we won that, it's like, oh, but uh, firing it back up this weekend was kind of tough. Um, I think you could see it in our gameplay a little bit. So uh, moving on to that, that final weekend is huge for us, just knowing that we're two trophy, uh, two wins away from that third trophy. And uh, like like uh, I think Coach said before, it's it, not many times it's done. Was it one time, Nottingham? Was it 10 years yep. ago? So, um, Nottingham and Coventry have both done it. but, but And Cov, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so not many times it's done before, so we're excited to try uh, getting the history books there. Cons this weekend, Nottingham, uh, you know, it's going to be in their own building. We talk about, you talk about the likes of um, our home games um, for the, the Guilford game, which we had a sellout crowd, but a sellout crowd for the um, for the big game in the cup final. And and when you've got those numbers behind you, it, it does make you feel that just maybe an inch or two taller and makes you feel that they can go on and perform. And they'll have a big backing this weekend as well. Um, it's a tough building to go into, um, but I'm sure you'll be well up for it and, and well looking forward to the challenge. Yeah, um, we're excited to play Jonesy and and and, uh, and Nottingham for sure. Um, they do, I think, have a little bit of an advantage that they play there all the time. And um, we're excited for the challenge. I think uh, fans do have a major part in in uh, a game, especially if they're nice and loud, which I think Nottingham always is. Um, we have we have experience coming back in that rink, and we've always played close games against those guys. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be a good game, that's for sure. And we're looking forward to it. Patrick, oh sorry, <laughs> too busy trying to deal with other stuff. Um, you, you've mentioned Jonesy twice there. Uh, is it a big thing? You know, obviously he started the season with us. We brought Besco in. He made the decision he was going to move to Nottingham Panthers. But there's still, you know, you've seen him in training. You've seen him. There's still that that determination to, to, to get after him. 
Yeah, I mean, always when there's a, especially a goalie when the, when a goalie leaves and you play against him, it's like, oh, we gotta light him up, we gotta light him up. So um, I'm I'm excited to, to to play him. He's a great dude too. So um, excited to see him again and and uh, see what we can do against him. We have also. I'm just trying to find. There was a question came in there for you, uh, which was. Um, from Kevin Madden, which is, are you happy with your individual performance this year? Or are you still hungry for more? <laughs> My answer is ne- I'm never satisfied, <laughs> but uh, I, uh, I was getting out there and who knows how to five, 10 posts this year. I could have had five, 10 more points this year or, or goals for that matter. And, but that's how it goes. You never, you never know if you're an inch to the left, it could go in an inch to the right. So um, I think, I think next year, following it, you got to shoot a little lower because all I hear is Kitschier on the uh, on the uh, broadcast. Oh, Conway over the net again! Conway next <laughs> line. I'm like, yep. God dang it, Kitschy! No, you're just, trying, you're, just, you're just trying to hit the crossbar the way I do, but keeps on Saturday morning. Oh, iceberg! Still four up. Still four up. <laughs> one, 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 one question I have, Cons, before Patty closes this down. Um, maybe not everybody's seen the interview we did the night we won the league. Back in, might have been October time, our first visit to Guildford, I asked this question a couple of weeks ago, you yes. were getting absolute pelters. We got defeated on the night. It was the first night in that barn for a lot of our guys, and we didn't start the game well. We actually played pretty well the night after the first five minutes, but we came away with a loss, and the home fans were absolutely on us as you came off the ice. And I was just at the entrance to the locker room, and you were one particular guy, and you said, I'll see you in March. I'll see you in April. I'll see you at the end of the season. Yeah. 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 Um, see you at the so end of the season. If, if, he's, yeah. if he's watching, got a little message for him. Yeah. I told you so. <laughs> <laughs> never, never, never count us out. Uh, and don't count your chickens before they hatch because uh, it, count, it came around to bite you in the butt. Um, I, but I knew it. I knew we were going to be there. Um, I knew it was going to be a close race. Um, I, I did think that Guilford was going to choke a little bit towards um, the middle of the season, but they kept it strong and uh, they they gave us a good shot, uh, run for our money. Um, they uh, it's, it's good to see them out though because they're uh, they're they're a fast team and they can do some damage in playoffs. So um, that's that's good to see for us. We'll be taking on the Nottingham Panthers on uh, on Saturday. Cons, listen, fantastic season from yourself once again. Congratulations on yet another Elite League title. And uh, and good luck this weekend. Thank you. I appreciate it, guys. Big thanks to Scott Conway for his time. Listen, the, the guy's been phenomenal this season. He's been, you know, he's been lights out as we as we expect him to be. He was brilliant last season, and it's great, Davy, to see uh, you know a British player of that standard and you know leading the league as he has. Forget the British part, just for a player of this standard. He's the, he, you know, we'll have we'll have Ellie's coming on, John Phelps coming on, other killer. You can ask them all. Scott Conway is the MVP of this league. There's absolutely no doubt about it. What he's done, uh, the manner of play, the, the manner he goes about his play, um, he's as tough as a night in jail, as Aaron Murphy would say as well. Talk, me and Simon have talked about it. He's not even sneaky tough. He's just tough. He goes into the corners, he blocks shots, he makes hits, he scores goals, big assists, he's good in the special teams. You know, He's got a little bit of everything. We've been really blessed to have him for two seasons. Let's hope we'll have him for a little more. Says so good guy and a good guy to boot. He's a pain in the arse. 
He's he's lethal, mate. I mean, he's absolutely lethal, uh, both on and off the ice. I mean, he's. Uh, I mean, obviously Saturday night, I remember him coming out of the locker room um, after the four-two win against Guildford or sorry Glasgow, and he wasn't happy. He wasn't happy, um, and you could see that he. You know, I think he did. He did. He, he scored one on Saturday, didn't he? Or did he score he on Saturday? Score, did he score, I don't think he scored. No, Steve Ory got, no, he, Steve didn't score, he, got scored, he scored two on Sunday. Oops, sorry. Great two setup. And Coop. you could and you could yeah. see that he wasn't happy with with the way you know the game went. And uh, he's just a winner. He just wants to win. Um, and you know, I seen a comment there on the on the uh, one of the messages coming through from some guy called Jason Ellery. Um, hmm. saying about him mean playing pool as well. He's lethal, he's absolutely lethal. Whatever he's playing, he, he makes it in the competition. He just wants to win. Um, and that Davies touched on it. We've been very, very lucky to have a player of his caliber in Belfast Challenge for for two years. He's been absolutely outstanding this year. And I said it from probably about October, November time. He is the best in this league by a country mile this year. He's been brilliant. Right, let's crack on, gents. As I said, the uh, the Nottingham Panthers will be probably an unexpected opponent come uh, come Saturday at 3 p.m. at the NIC. They defeated the second seed Guildford Flames over the two legs, including what was an absolutely cracking game at the NIC where the, where the Panthers took a 4-1 lead in the tie. I'm delighted to be joined by an old friend of ours. Is the, uh, the media manager for the Nottingham Panthers, Chris Ellis. How are you doing, mate? How are we doing? I forgot this was on camera. I'm in my PJs. Yes! <laughs> Welcome oh, to the dear. show, mate. <laughs> Listen, you're sporting your merch and I'm here in my PJs. You, 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 you've had a long day at the water park, I believe, so, you know, it's, it's time to kick Alton Towers Water Park. That's been a long day, See, I can Alton, tell you. Alton Towers, water, Alton Towers Water Park's good crack. I like that one where you go, do you know the one you get on the float and it goes right across the top? Crack. Yeah, anyway. I didn't get on that. My, my kids are uh, eleven and and seven and eight, uh, and they didn't want to go on. Actually, no, my daughter went on. She she's eleven. She did go on, but my son didn't want to go on, so I never got to go on. But no, it's a it's great. Uh, we had a great day. Enjoyed there. Listen, I said that the um the Nottingham Panthers are probably unexpected. Um, unexpected uh, fourth team in this in this uh, final four. Uh, they will face the Giants at three p.m. on Saturday. Is that fair? I think I think to everybody looking on from afar, I think that's a hundred percent fair. You know, I, no one at the club would say anything different. It's been a dreadful season, absolutely horrendous season. It's not gone right. We could probably sit here and talk for hours the reasons why it's not gone right. But the truth is that they finished seventh and and they deserve to be a, a seventh place team. I think the one thing was, and I've said this a few times this weekend, is is Panthers have been waiting for that game for weeks. They've been waiting for that game for weeks and weeks and weeks because, you know, the season was over a long time ago um, and that 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 was their next chance. You know, the amount of times we heard in the week leading up to it, um, it's a new season, it's a new game. And, and they played like that, that the way they came out in those first 10, 15, 20 minutes against Guildford, they set the tone in that first leg, which, which they pretty much continued, albeit for a very nervy start in the second leg. Um, but but yeah, you know, fair credit to Guildford. They've had a tremendous season, and I think they went in as favourites. But you you never count away a Corey Nielsen team in the playoffs, and you know he's he's you know, and a lot of the fans didn't believe. I mean that that was true. You could see that by the comments. Um, but but Nielsen got the team up for it. The team responded, and and they're there. You'll be expecting something similar then this Saturday, Chris. You know, as you say, don't discount Corey Nielsen's in the playoffs. His playoff records. 
literally second to none and um, home advantage as well is going to be a big thing for you. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, we are coming up against the best team in the league. You know, there is no doubt about that by a country mile as well. No one's come close since Christmas, but, you know, between Belfast and any anyone close, as we've seen from, from the results. But but Nottingham will, will fancy themselves. I mean, ironically, our, you know, our record against the Giants this, this season has been OK. Um, you know, there's been a couple of wins, I think, hasn't there been on home ice, one in the Challenge Cup. Um, you know, one win in Belfast as well. I, I think Nottingham, you know, while everyone again looking from outside, uh, will think it's going to be Belfast Giants because of the seasons the two sides have had. It's it's one game. Um, Nottingham have got some players who have probably struggled this season in the last few games. You know, they, they actually, funnily enough, you may find this funny to, 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 to say this, but they started to set the tone in the game against Manchester, which I know Panthers lost in, in overtime, but they came out so hard in that game. Uh, you know, barely had a defenseman. Matthew Myers ended up playing defence for the first time in his career at some point. And, and I just felt that they, they went hard in that game and then tired and lost in overtime. Um, it, it's a tough, a tough chat, tough, tough task for the Panthers. Um, but yeah, the, the 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 fans have started to believe again after what they saw at the weekend. You have a guy in Nottingham now who used to be our, we used to call him a friend. Um, I think this is the ninth time we play Panthers this season, and this is the ninth time he, he's dinged the podcast off. Have you seen the hide and seek champion of the East Midlands lately? Uh, who are we talking about? Omar Pasha. Omar Pasha, yeah. <laughs> He's a tough man to to track down. That is for sure. He's you've t- he's turned you down all these times. Well, he, I think he spent fifteen minutes on the phone to Paddy apologising yesterday, but he said, you know, it get it get somebody more important than him on anyway. Well, but see, just just the you know. See, this is why I got the call because I got a WhatsApp saying you'll get a call. So I'm quite <laughs> happy to be number two to Omar Pasha. There you go. That's <laughs> it. So you spoke to him at two thirty four. You're on mute, Paddy. <clears throat> I was uh, sorry. I, I realized I was on mute there. Yeah, 15 minute conversation yesterday, but no. The uh, he says Chris Ellis is the man you need to speak to. So, to be uh, fair, he's a, he he is a busy man. I mean, he he's you know if anyone's hurting the most in the organization, it's you know Omar Pasha. I don't think he envisaged when he made that trip from from Dundee that that he would end up you know having a worse season for the Panthers than last season, which was pretty dreadful. Um, so he, he's he's been hurting very very much this season, um, but he always believed. You know, he's a very optimistic fella, uh, and he believed. And and look now, you know, Panthers are two games away from winning a trophy. You can understand why we want them one after this season, Nick, wouldn't you? <laughs> Say that again. You can understand why we'd want them one. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, you know, <laughs> what more do you want to do than take the mick out of some Nottingham Panthers people? I understand that. Um, but yeah, you, you know, look, it's 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 not gone great. But as I said before, Corey Nielsen team in the playoffs is a dangerous yep. team. Uh, and he inherited a team that wasn't his team. It was Gary Graham's team. Um, and, and OK, the results haven't gone as expected in any way, shape or form. But they're there. As I said, that David Levin is is scoring goals for fun. He's absolutely on fire at the moment. Tanner Sorensen bagged a couple at the weekend. You know all about the netminder who who oh. you know had three shutouts before he came to the Panthers, and to me looked like a, a decent goalie. What obviously Kiefer did was went out and went even better. Do you know what I mean? And and, and went out and got the best. I mean. Would you have won the league with Peyton Jones? Probably. You know, who would know? You know, he's a damn good netminder and has played really well for the Panthers this season. 
Um, so there, it's going to be crazy, isn't it? Current netminder for the Giants against the guy you got rid of just after Christmas. Ellie, uh, you talk about you know teams underestimating the Panthers in the playoffs. I can assure you the Giants will be doing that this weekend. Adams had the boys in the room today. They're on the ice again tomorrow morning. They're going to be preparing um, for battle on Saturday against the Panthers. Um, we all know that you know we, we're all expecting a tough game for sure. Um, and it could come down to special teams and the battle of the goalies between Besco and, and Jonesy. What's your thoughts process on it at the minute? Obviously, you know, you've been you've been there looking all glum all season long, which we've been absolutely loving, by the way. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, what's your thought process for this weekend? It's a tough one. I mean, you know, as I said, Panthers are coming against the best team in the league, you know, and and I don't know. It, it's on home ice. You know, they're in familiar surroundings. Um, I'm not going to stick my neck out and say, you know, Panthers are going to win. Do I think they could win? Of course they can. Um, as you say, it could come down to special teams. It could come down to, to netminders. could come down to the odd mistake here or there. I, I, what I do know is is Corey Nielsen will be rubbing his hands and Rick Strachan, um, you know, to pit their wits. You know, they know that they've, you know, got a chance to, to win some silverware in what's been a, a really tough season. You know, Nielsen and Kiefer, GB buddies as well. You know, that's a, a little thing to throw into the mix. They love going up against each other. Of course the Panthers can win. You know, they're, they're beating the Giants what, three times this season, I think, off the top of my head. Yeah. Three times yeah. in eight matches, something like that. Um, of course they can win. You know, the, what the league game earlier in the season, Panthers, I think it was 5-2 off the top of my head, something like that. Absolutely phenomenal. The, the Challenge Cup first leg came from two down to win it 3-2. Second leg didn't go so well, did it? Um, but, but yeah, I, I mean, you know, the Panthers, I think, can pull off a surprise. Um, I think they like the fact that they went into the weekend that no one believed in them. I mean, the guys, I mean, the guys, I'm not going to be lie here. The criticism has hurt players and hurt them badly this year. You know, they see the criticism um, and it's been tough for them. You know, that, you know, as we, you know, you guys know when the Giants have a bad year, it feels like it's been a long time since that happened. But, you know, it's, it's tough and, and they feel it too. Um, and they had some real lows. I mean, when they lost to Manchester at home and followed that up with a defeat to Dundee at home, it was probably the lowest point of the season, you know, booed off the ice. Um, but yeah, I, I think they knew at the back of their heads they were building for this moment. And uh, and they'll be very confident now that they've, they've got a bit of perform, a bit of momentum, and uh, they've got this finals on, on the home ice. Um, there's a somebody called Jason Ellery has put a comment on the uh on the questions here asking with your PJs on, do you still have matching socks? <laughs> I have matching socks today, yeah. I think uh, he's seen me with bad matching socks. You can tell him I've, I've got my GB slippers on though. He'll look forward to that, man. I know he's looking forward to seeing you soon. <laughs> you think Divi will love them too? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Divi has, probably has a pair. <laughs> listen ali we really 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 appreciate your time thanks for joining us uh even if you are in your pajamas we we, we do uh we do appreciate you coming on look forward to seeing you this weekend and um, not weekend, gonna wish yeah. the, not gonna wish the Nottingham panthers any luck though so uh, that's you fine you look forward anymore. to seeing you guys Cheers, thanks man Big thanks to Chris Ellis for joining us and giving us a lowdown on the Nottingham Panthers. Right, we're cracking Absolutely. on, gents, because top, top, lad. we 
we do have lads waiting in the wings. We're next up. It's the Sheffield Steelers, and we're delighted to be joined by a man who's going into his final weekend of domestic ice, ice hockey for the Sheffield Steelers. It's a pleasure to be able to invite him on. He's also the captain of Team GB, where he is known to give quite a good team talk. We want to stay amongst the of course uh, Jonathan Phelps, how, are you doing? how are you doing good good uh, thanks for joining us um what are the emotions going into your final week of domestic hockey yeah it's obviously it's obviously something that's going to be a lot different it's obviously uh all i've known since i since i left school um but you know i think i think first and foremost i'm, I'm just kind of grateful that, that i you know managed to find something out of hockey and, and and find something i was passionate in and and um can hopefully uh can hopefully build on really you've been you've been received really well since you announced that you were going to uh, finish with hockey you know you've been received really well at rinks throughout the league it, it, it must be it must be humbling to, to see how how well thought of you are by opposition fans and teams yeah it was crazy to be honest I, you know um uh Glasgow, Manchester, uh, you know what they did down in Cardiff. Um, I was re- I was really surprised. Um, I think especially down in Cardiff because when I was there, it was it was two ice rinks ago. You know, it was when it was it was the old <laughs> yeah. rink, old old rink in the sit- city centre. So it's pretty much a, a, a complete new fan base down there now. So no, it's it, I think it's always really nice, isn't it? When when you know things like that happen, and um, you know. I was I was really kind of grateful for for the for the praise that they kind of showed me. John, it's actually been quite emotional watching. Like it, it kind of it, it's not been a long goodbye, but it kind of started in Belfast there a number of weeks ago. You got the man of the match award. You're skating around. Our captain's the first one over, you know, and then the guys start lining up. The is that emotional for you as well? Yeah, I think. I mean, because with all the games, I haven't been counting down, you know, oh, we've got, you know, five games left, two games left, whatever. I've just tried concentrating on, on the season. But I think the time, the times I've been reminded of it are situations like that when, you know, all the, because especially because we don't shake hands anymore at the end of the game. Um, so when, you know, when, when, uh, when Goody and all that kind of came over, that, I mean, that was, you know, I was shocked, and 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 it was it was unreal, and and you know, peaks up in up in Glasgow did did the same thing, and you know, we did the uh, we did that against Manchester the other night. So yeah, I I, I think that's where it starts to hit home a little. Jono, I asked Neil Francis; he was on a couple of weeks ago with us. Um, there must have been something special in the water down in South Wales. You know, twenty each years ago, I don't want to give away your full age here, but uh, you know, all those years ago, Matt Mars and you, Jason Wood, Stevie Lyle, yourself, all these youngsters, it was a hotbed for for um, British talent. Um, and you know, thinking back that you, you, the longevity that you've had over the years, um, you must have been very lucky with the, 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 the solid work base you had from that young age, yeah, definitely. And I, I, I think the I mean, this is just me guessing, but I think a, a, a big key to our success down there was back then. Um, you know, the Devils used to used to train us when we were um, when we were kids, and 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 they come on all the all the junior sessions, and 
Um, you know, I think I think there's some great coaches around now within the junior game, but they they haven't necessarily played. And so I think for 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 the imports and you know the bigger players like Chinny and Stoney and that to come on and and you know give us those little tips and hints when we were kids, it, it you know it massively helped our game. And um, yeah, I think I I think a lot of it is down to that because you know you're right that there were a lot of us who came through back then. I seen a, a video come up on my timeline earlier on. I'm not too sure when it was posted uh, of your two sons, um, and I think it was your wife in between them. Uh, and somebody was interviewing them with their Steelers jerseys on, and they were saying that they wanted to play for somebody bigger. Um, like Levi was, or uh, Levi Nelson was one of their favorite players, and uh, Matt Matt Petre was the other. Um, you know, obviously, it must be good for for you as well to see them following up and your passion uh, as a youngster. Yeah, no, they love it. They um, they play and they've just been selected for for the England program. So, um, you know, I think we finally started seeing all the costs that my mum had to had to incur when I, when when I was younger. Um, but yeah, they love it. I mean, they've 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 grown up down down the rink and coming into the changing rooms and things like that. And um, you know, I think I think it'd be that I think that is one thing to really look forward to is is seeing them play more and. And being more involved in their training to try and help help them out as much as I can. It's hard to believe that we haven't. The Belfast Giants have never played a season when Jonathan Phillips wasn't playing in the uh, in the ISL or the league. It's it, like from from our point of view, you know, we've been around that as long as you know as you've been playing at the top level, which is absolutely remarkable. You know, and what would you see as the key for you to have that longevity? Uh, I think for me it was it was I knew that there was I mean you know let's be honest there's no there's no real money involved in 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 UK hockey it, it was it was never about money it was it was something that I absolutely loved from the first second I saw uh, when I went to to see a Devils match at eight I think I was um, my mum signed me up to the team for my eleventh or twelfth birthday um, and I just loved it and and I think that competitiveness. Um, I always wanted to compete with myself and, and 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 push myself as as hard and as you know far as I could go. Um, and I always said, that, you know, as long as I'm in enjoying what I'm doing, then I'm going to keep going for as long as I could. And you know, I I I know I could play for another three four years, uh, but an opportunity came knocking. So um, yeah, I think I think I just I just love love the game so much. Jono, I want to take you away from the domestic game into the international scene. Obviously, just a number of years ago, this happened in, in Belfast. One of our, you know, good good memories of Jono Phillips on Belfast Ice. Um, describe the emotions of being the captain of the team that wins the gold medal on, on home ice. Yeah, I think that was an interesting year, to be honest, because we were, we were on kind of thin ice, I think, where we'd... We kind of failed to get gold and go up. Um, you know, we've always been an older team, an older core. And, I, you know, if we didn't win that year, then for sure there would have been, there would have been changes and, 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 and rightly so, to be honest. Um, so we knew we, we, we had to win gold. It was, it was now or never. Um, but, I mean, you know, the GB team is, is, is by far the most special 
thing I've ever been a part of. It, it, you know, um, it, it's very rare that you get, you know, 20 odd guys all rooting in the same direction, all with the same work ethic um, and the same mindset. And, you know, we've been through thick and thin. And, um, you know, the last kind of five, six, seven years is, is, is really kind of, you know, I think we've really been rewarded and, 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 and got what we deserved. And, you know, I think to, to play in, in the Pool A World Championships against, you know, Canada, America, Russia, Sweden, all them, you know, absolute giants. Um, it was, it was, it was dream, dreams come true for, for, for us all. Let's take you away from that and let's focus on the present. Um, there are still games to be played. John Owen, this weekend, you'll take on those Cardiff Devils in the semi-final of the playoffs. It's been an, an interesting season for the Sheffield Steelers, trying to battle once again for a lead title, maybe falling away at a point when you, obviously you didn't want to. But coming into this weekend, what are you expecting from the Devils? and How do you feel you're sitting as a team? I think right now, I think I think we had a good a good weekend. You know, playing play Manchester was is obviously anything that can happen in in Manchester. We knew it'd be a different game on the big ice uh, as soon as we 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 got home. Um, but that's you know that that's a very good team this year with a lot of skill. I think they've they they've beaten all all of the top four at some point this year. Um, so you know, I think to come through that weekend. Uh, you know, playing a full kind of 120 minutes, we were we were happy. Um, we're having a fun week so far. You know, coming into next next weekend, and we've just got to embrace what what the what the weekend is. It is by far the funnest weekend of the year. Um, you know, an opportunity to go into the summer a champion. Um, and I think whoever you face is it, you know is 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 going to be an absolute battle. But I think us and Cardiff have been pretty much tied all season long. Um, so it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. And, you know, just them old cliches. I, I, I really do think for, for all four teams of whoever makes the least amount of mistakes will, will advance through to the final where, where anything can happen. Why is it the funnest weekend of the year? I just think it is, is, is something different, isn't it? It's, it's, it's not the, the typical kind of series that the North Americans are used to playing. Um, the knockout games is, you know, you've got all the fans from all over the country in in one building, you know, either booing you or or, or cheering <laughs> you. It's is is one of the best atmospheres there, um, and it's just a buzz the whole weekend. And you know, I was as a kid, I I I used to go to Wembley and watch the Devils play, and it was something that I I absolutely loved. So I think it's this this weekend is always kind of been a little more special in my heart because it was it was probably where where you know my love for the game started fantastic well listen we really appreciate you joining us tonight um congratulations on what has been a phenomenal season and a phenomenal career sorry um you know it's i know a lot of people as i say we've know we've watched you throughout and your time especially here in belfast and uh, we wish you well with with the new opportunities in the future oh thank you very much thanks for having us on no worries. Cheers. A big thanks to Jonathan Phillips for his time. Absolutely. What a what a servant to Sheffield Steelers, a servant to British ice hockey. Um, Davey, it's uh it's it's humbling that he's he took the time to join us, but it's uh fantastic that you know he's able to look back on what was been a, a stomach career. You know me, Paddy. I don't like change, I don't deal with change well and these kind of things. And I and I I I texted Simon 
two minutes after the the sort of handshakes in Belfast going, I'm sick, I'm near choked here. And what must John feel like in that situation? You know, I, I love to see the players realizing the respect that they're held in at that time that people aren't having to wait 10 years down the line to go or, or worse people you know we have an awful habit of telling people how great they were after they've passed away and i'm not saying that in the same kind of thing but that people know how well respected they are in the moment is yes. an absolutely great thing and he's he's such a well-respected captain of his club and his country and what he's done for for british hockey over the last 20 some years like since we've been watching the giants since what the year 2000 and you say there's never been a season where we haven't faced the john o phillips team so you know we wish him really well it's, it's, it seems that let's let's just game retirement after you know john o and then lee jamison and and peacock yep. and all these greats that we've we've grown our love for hockey has grown up around and, and time change and we're getting gray hairs and some of us are getting no hair but um you know as time moves on and you just have to thank these guys for what they've done you know not for our team but they've given us a great spectacle to watch over so many years and you know you, you enjoy that tenacity that he played the game with and it, he's been a real great servant to that club says we've got todd kalman just waiting in the wings here and he's, he's, he's wondering when he's going to get his chance to come on but just a quick word about Jono before we move on listen there's there's when you look around the leagues over the last 17 18 years in the elite league and and the isl before that there's not many players that I would have really liked to have seen in a Belfast yeah. Giants uniform. And he was one of them. He was definitely one of those guys that loved to play for the Giants. You know, he, he never, he's like, he's like, he's in the, the Ben Lake kind of mold with maybe not the same production. You know, he, for me, he just, he's a leader. He gets stuck in. He, you know, he, he just never took a shift off. I loved his game. He always seemed to play well against Belfast. He always tripped in with a goal, you know, important goal. And, and um, yeah, I, th- I thought Jonathan Phillips has been a real uh, massive plus for the Sheffield Steelers over the whatever length of time he's been there. Um, and he'll be a big miss for not just the Steelers, but Team GB is on the league. Yeah, right the whole way throughout the league. He's been held in the highest regard. Um, and as Davey touched on, you know, seeing all these different players coming up and shaking his hand after games, I've realized and, and, and show the respect that, that, that he deserves for sure. Right, we've done the Sheffield Steelers, we've done the Belfast Giants, we've done the Nottingham Panthers. There's only one team left, and that is, of course, the Cardiff Devils. And once again, as we always are, we're very much delighted to be joined by the former Bracknell B, Todd Kelman. How are you doing, mate? How you doing, guys? Thanks for waiting on us. We'd appreciate it. Simon Cuisine. Uh, it's Simon's, Simon's French cousin, Simone Cuisine. <laughs> Simone, Simone Bonjour. Cuisine. Bonjour. Um, before we get stuck in, we've, do you want to join in on the John O'Phillips love? Yeah, yeah. Um, man, I feel like a bit of an idiot putting Simone Cuisine. I didn't know that actually would come up. I just thought that was the name, <laughs> <laughs> that was the name you guys would see coming in the studio. Um, no, John O, I mean, it's one of those, it's, it's a weird one because he's from Cardiff and, you know, like, when I got here, you didn't realize like, man, we really like as an organization, the devils really let that one go, you know, like that was obviously before my time, but um, you know, you guys, exactly what you said. It's kind of, it kind of time stamps you when you think of Jonathan Phillips, like what a stat, I don't know which one of you guys said it. There's never been a season of the Belfast giants without Jonathan Phillips playing against him. That's incredible. And yeah, he's, he's, it, it's, it's sad. Like, it's sad. Like he's, he's not just a, an opponent. He's, he's kind of like, because he's the GB captain, I think we all sort of 
have this affinity to Jonathan Phillips, um, you know, whether whatever team you're on, when, when GB rolls around and we're all cheering for the national team, um, you know, you're always, you're always a Jono fan, you know, so it's sad. That's for sure. This, and, this uh, guy? Here's <laughs> my one fight. Is that a picture of Todd Kelman fighting Jonathan Phillips? No, it's not. Is it? Is it? Who's that fight against there, Davey? I'll let Todd tell you who he's fighting there. I honestly don't know. Is that, maybe I'm fighting Nigel Boniface. I would have loved to. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the uh, that's the the very well known elite league all star Simon Butterworth. <laughs> I picked him. I picked him. How do you guys? Sorry, even, sorry. How do you dig this stuff up? I Davey, love it. Davey sent, Davey sent me a picture. I thought it was you fighting John Phillips. I thought, oh, here we bring this in. <laughs> I think John would have got me. He was so strong. Do you know what's interesting? If you guys, I don't know if you remember this, Patty, but for my testimonial, uh, yeah. Dave Matzos was was supposed to play it, and he was he was the one that dragged uh, Jonathan Phillips to Sheffield originally, right? And yeah. and Maddie called me, maybe I don't know, a couple of days before, and he said, "Listen, I can't, you know, because of my neck injury, I can't actually play in the game, but I'll come across." But I said, "Oh, that's no problem." But we don't have a lot of guys, and I said, "You want to bring someone with you?" And he said, "Yeah, I'm going to bring this kid." Jonathan Phillips, I brought him from Cardiff. And I was like, oh, yeah, I know who that guy is. I don't know him at all. I've never talked to him. And he said, oh, he's a really good kid. Uh, I'll bring him across. We'll hang out. So so we hung out with him and Jono and me and Maddie and, and Paul Cruz hung out uh, for the testimonial. And then before the game, we said, what, do we, what are we going to say? Like, why is he playing in the game? And we said, uh, let's say he's your childhood best friend. So, <laughs> so, like, bear in mind, I think I'm like nine years older than him. But um yeah, so when it, when we announced it, it said it, you know, and whatever number he was, twenty, number twenty, Todd Kelman's childhood best friend, Jonathan Phillips, and that was what he was announced at my testimonial. So, um, so yeah, so I so I'm dating myself, but he's such a good guy, and uh, and uh, yeah, one that definitely got away from Cardiff for sure. Um, what's been your assessment of the Cardiff Devils this season? Before we go into talk about the final four, what's been your assessment of how the Devils? Because obviously you ha- you've had um, a rookie coach. Coming in, did did very very well. Dupont in, in winning the playoffs last season in Franny, and 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 um, but coming in a new season with him, maybe not the finishing position. Certainly not the finishing position you would have wanted. But overall, you know, what, when you look back at this season, before we get this weekend, how would you think of it? Um, well, I think you guys know me. I'm I'm disappointed if we don't win it every year, and uh, and just like you guys would be. So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's. You know, I wouldn't say it was a, a great season for us. I think like there were moments when, you know, I, I think at one point we were probably tied with you guys, and and um, and you know, you made some changes, and and we just you look, kind of left us in the dust, and and um, you know, we finished we finished with probably a 500 record over since February onwards, and and um, so you know, we we finished with you know a disappointing end to what what could have been a really good season, I think. Um, and, and, you know, like, it's not a bad thing when, you know, a fourth place finish is disappointing because it means your expectations are high from a fan base, from an, from an ownership, from a management point of view. But, um, you know, it's, I mean, I think Brody's done a really good job. I think, uh, I think we had some injuries that kind of let us down to key guys, you know, Sam Jardine and Jake, Jake Kugler was tied with Cole Sanford for goals. When he got injured, he was out for three months or just over three and a half months. Maybe that didn't help. Um, but you know, it, it is what it is. It, that's hockey. Like everyone has their injuries and everyone has their sad, their sad stories about why they didn't win it. But 
the reality is Belfast, you guys were, you were, you were the best team this year by a mile and, and you deserve to win. So it doesn't really matter where you finish second, third, fourth. It's, you know, like for me, if you don't win it, the next big thing is just trying to get to the final four. Like I, I like nothing against Guilford. Guilford had a tremendous season, but I'd rather finish fourth and be in the final four than, than finish second and, and not be in the final four, you know? So Keller, let's let's talk about the final four. I was talking to Franny, it was either yesterday or the day before. 16 out of 18 EIHL seasons, the Cardiff Devils have made that final four. And yeah. obviously the last whatever three finals. Um you've taken home the goal. That's as you say, if you can't win the 54 game slog, you want to finish, you want to be going home over the summer, as John O'Phillips, I think was, or maybe it was Ellie, I can't remember yeah, who yeah. said about being John champion Phillips. over the summer. Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of the great equalizer, you know what I mean? Like if 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 you win it, I mean think of it like what if what if what if the Nottingham Panthers win the playoffs? You know, <laughs> probably their most dis- no. But seriously, what what if, what if they pull off a miracle and they and they somehow beat you guys and somehow beat someone in the final, and they and they salvage what is probably the worst fan the worst Panther season in twenty years, right? And that and that's the reality of of what could happen, and that's. That's and everyone thinks that, right? Like, I mean, everyone going into the playoffs, like even Coventry. Coventry had a phenomenal season this year, and I think everyone probably, I mean, I think everyone probably, all all of you guys probably thought Coventry was going to roll over us. I think there's a lot of our fan base that thought we're we're going to get rolled over by them. And, I didn't. Well, thank you, Simon. I appreciate that. Um, but but I <laughs> I think like if there was ever a season where we were worried about the the quarterfinals, it was this. Like they they had a great season. They had our number all season. I think they were. We played them ten times. They beat us six times, and they, they and they beat up on us the last couple of times. They beat us six nothing and four two or something like that. But, um, anyways, it, it is the great equalizer. It's, it and I I kind of like it. Like I know what John was saying about um, it's different than any other competition. You know, you, North Americans coming over here are still getting used to this whole four game playoffs. But like if you went to university, this is this is the national championship. You, you know, me and Thorts always talk about it. It's like it's the national championship, like to win the national championship in, in, in NCAA hockey, you win four games, right? That's all you win. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's what this is, you know, it, it's, it's the playoffs. Yeah. It's four games. Yeah. Yeah. We'd all love, we would all love to be playing playoff hockey, seven game series. The reality is like British fans, they have to understand it's never, it's never going to happen. We just don't have the facilities. We don't have the fan base, like, like the diehards, like in Belfast, you might have, you might have 500 or a thousand people that would, would come to every game and, and tickets go on sale after game five for two nights later and you sell it like, but it's not like the NHL where t- tickets can go on sale. You're going to sell 20,000 seats in, in, in 24 hours. Like the reality is it doesn't work like that for us. And, and what people don't understand is our playoffs are every single Saturday, Sunday night, you know, like I'd much rather have what from a business standpoint, our game sevens are every weekend. And, and, you know, like you think of Denmark or, or, or Norway, these, these teams, they, they might play in front of half empty buildings until the playoffs. And it's great if you go on a run and you make it to the finals, but lots of teams lose out in the first round and they play two extra yeah. home games and people talk about the playoffs, but um, I'd rather sell, you know, I'd be sell, like, look at the crowds you guys have had this year, every weekend, you know, every weekend is a game seven for you guys. So um, I love it. I, I love the competition that the league's the big one. I love that the playoffs are kind of the, the, the the caps off the season but um yeah and and that's what's so great about it. like there's four teams anything could happen anything could happen you know we could play terrible and, and get crushed by Sheffield Sheffield could get crushed by us it could go to overtime you guys could 
lay an egg and lose to Nottingham. Like anything could happen, right? So that's what makes it interesting. Todd, I mean, putting your EIHL hat on last year was a bit of a, a, a challenge with regards to Sheffield and Nottingham not making the final four. You've got that back this year. Um, Cardiff will bring big numbers with them. I think there's about 500 Jans fans heading over for it as well. And, you know, Nottingham's held it for the last, I don't know, 16, 17 years. Is there ever going to be an opportunity that it'll go somewhere else to hold the final four weekend? I mean, I, I agree with you. I think the final four weekend is absolutely brilliant. It's an opportunity for for seven, 8,000 fans to get into uh, one building and, and cheer their heart out for their own team while watching good hockey. Because the standard of hockey this year arguably has probably been down. I think the, the quality throughout the league's probably been down over the last number of years. But the standard that it is, we've been very, very lucky to watch a really, really good team this year. Um, but I do think that the Final Four is the way forward. But is there ever going to be an opportunity to go somewhere else? Um, I th- I honestly think there probably was. But I think, uh, you know, I, I think it's, it might be tied up for the next few years in Nottingham anyways. But I, I think, like, if you think of the, the arenas that can host it, there's three arenas that can host it, right? It's it's, it's uh, Nottingham, Sheffield, or or Belfast. Belfast, as much as it would be great for your fans, um, it's a logistic nightmare for other teams to get to. You you, you couldn't get a you couldn't get a thousand fans from Sheffield, a thousand fans from not. You just couldn't. You just couldn't get enough people over there, right? Um, I would love Belfast. Like I mean, for when when I was still there, I was trying to get the the playoffs there, and and me and Robert had sort of put together a plan to try to get it across there. But logistically, you know, you you could maybe do it every five years there in Belfast or something. You know, rotate it around. Sheffield's an option. It's a bigger building, but you know, the thing, the reason why it works in Nottingham is because, you know, it, it becomes that I don't think it's the, the advantage that Nottingham used to have. Like, I think, I think, you know, 10, 15 years ago, it was almost like, okay, Nottingham could finish fourth and then they'd be going in the playoffs, sign a couple extra guys at the deadline and they are probably going to win playoffs every year. You know um, I like the setup, lots of bars, lots of pubs, lots of restaurants, lots of hotels really close within walking distance. I mean, even Sheffield, like like as as much as as much as it's bigger, I don't think it's as good a setup because the arena is not city center. Like Nottingham has a really good setup, you know, like as far as location, yeah. and it's the center of the of the country. You got all the fans from Sheffield can drive down on the day. All the Nottingham fans, like the two, well, you know, for years, I, I would I would say your fan base is bigger than Nottingham's now, um, and but I would say for years and years, the league relied on Nottingham and Sheffield, you know, and and. To be honest with you, it was a, perf- a, a perfect storm in, in, in a negative sense last year. We screwed up as a league, and, and you know, I've publicly said that numerous times, that we screwed up by raising the prices so much, and, um, and we, get, we made people think, right? And, and on top of that, then you have Dundee eliminating Sheffield. But like we, we made people think in, the, in a time when costs were going up on everything, COVID had just hit, and, and we made people think. We said maybe, like just for a moment, pause and wait to see if your team gets there. And that was our fault. We did that. And everyone paused and waited to see if their team got there last year. And now we've broken a habit. Whereas like you got like most fans, you wouldn't even consider, you wouldn't even worry about your, your team season. It was just like, like Patty, you'd be like, I'm going to the playoffs. I, I don't care. I don't care if the giants are there. I'm going to the playoffs. Correct. Like, Correct. I, I'm booking it for the early bird price. By the end of January, my flights are booked. My tickets are booked. My hotels are booked. I hope the Giants are there. I'm definitely there, but I'm, I hope the Giants are there. But if they weren't there, I mean, there were years there was probably more fun when your team wasn't there, you know? And 
and then we gave them, then we made them think last year, we made them think, Hey, you know what? I'll just wait. I'll wait till they come. And then they didn't make it. Sheffield didn't make it. Not even didn't make it. And then this year, like the teams, that, like people are like, Oh my God, the, you know, like we still have, I don't know. We have 1500 seats to sell. Right. So everyone's like, Oh, Nottingham and Sheffield will eat those tickets up. But it's not the Nottingham and Sheffield of the 1500. The 1500 are actually Manchester used to bring 600 people. Even if they knew their team wasn't there, Glasgow used to yeah. bring six, 700 people. Well, Glasgow will bring 200 this year because they're like, you know what? You made us think last year, you know what? My team's not going to be there. I'm not going to go. So those that's where the 1500, it's not, Belfast is bringing the same you always bring. You guys bring four or 500 every, that's all you can bring. That's all that can come across. It, it really is, right? Cardiff will bring 900 to 1,000, same as we always do. Um, Sheffield and Nottingham will probably bring what, what they bring. It's going to be down to Glasgow and, and Manchester and Dundee and Fife because we made them all think it's our fault. It's going to take a couple of years to build that back up, build that trust back up, you know? So is it, is it also, is there something there that maybe you're taking the opportunity with um, the, the league below doing the playoffs on the same weekend? Is there, is there, uh, is there fighting over tickets for some guys going to Coventry instead of going to, well, I think it's Coventry again this year. Instead of going to Nottingham? I don't know. I, you know, I, I'm, I, that's an interesting point. I've, I've never actually, you know, you know what? I, I actually wish that their weekend was the weekend before or, or the weekend after doesn't really probably the weekend after would make more sense just because they don't have like the reason why we finish when we do is to accommodate. It was supposed, sorry, it was, it was supposed to be last year, but we moved to playoffs because of COVID. Oh, okay. So is it, was it usually the week after or? No, I don't think it was usually, but it certainly was, it certainly was the week after last year because um, when we moved it, there was a bit of a, you know, they did. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, because I think I think you're right. The average, like, if you're a diehard fan and you're not kind of tied to one team, you might go to both. I think like if if you're an elite league fan, you're always going to choose our league, and and if you're an NIHL fan, you're always going to choose like you know you're always going to go there. I think if it was over two weekends, you might get a few more. But um, I think I think you know like if 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 I was a young player, I'd want it to be a different weekend than ours, like the weekend after, because you know guys <clears> like me would go watch it. And, and see if there's any players that are available in that league, you know? Um, yeah. But, um, but yeah, no, no, I, I mean, I still love the event, whether there's six and a half, 7,000 or there's 5,000, it's going to be awesome. It's, it's always a great weekend. Um, it, it brings out the best in the fans. Like some of my best, my best memories are like the Saturday afternoon, you know, Patty, you do the, remember you did the live uh, podcast a couple of times in bunkers. You, you did that barely, up in bunkers upstairs. You yeah. barely walk a few times, but you somehow went on air and, don't um, don't don't put don't put a live podcast on at like ten o'clock in the morning on a Sunday when I've obviously been out the night before. <laughs> no, but but we've all had some great memories of the playoff weekend, whether we won them or lost. Like uh, Simon, we were up in the box when when the Giants won it that one year. Um, you remember that up in in two thousand ten, yep. um, going crazy trying to get it down to the ice and like some great memories there, and and some horrible memories too. Losing in the final, losing to Nottingham on a couple bad uh, bad calls. Uh, you know, some terrible memories, but I love it. Like me and me and Thorts will see each other on the, the on the Friday night. And, and then from Saturday on, we're stressed. It's, it's not a fun weekend when your team's, when you're, when you're watching your team until you win until it's over. Cause like you, you feel like, I mean, it's, it's horribly stressful and and I'll, I'll see Thorts at some point And both of us will be like almost shaking. We'll be like, why do we do this to ourselves? What, what, but, but then you think, what else would we want to do? It's so fun. You know, it's the best, it's the best thing to be involved with. We all, we all, we all have so much skin in the game. We're so excited about it, and all of you guys are. And it's great. It's great. And it's great to have all the fan bases there. It's it's such a unique event. You know, it really is. 
I do have a question that I'm going to follow, but I've got another Davy. I've got another Davy McGimpsey photograph to share. Uh, going back to the uh, the conversation we just had, look at the hair on Todd Kelman. Absolutely <laughs> phenomenal. Uh, there James. you have it. Is that Packer? Packer? It is, yes, from the, te- yeah. from the testimonial. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it is. Paul Cruz, uh, Reed Simonton representing all my buddies from home. Roddy Stevens is there. Paul Sample. Wow. Who designed that top for you? Um. I think Rhino. I think it was the first Rhino jerseys I did. <laughs> it was good. I remember that. Now. It was a very good night. That was a good logo back then, Simon. Yeah. <laughs> you probably did, Simon. You probably did. <laughs> but the the, the the question I was going to ask you was the fact that the Belfast Giants are obviously going into this weekend as number one seed, going for a third time in th- to try and get that final playoffs. But it's also the Belfast Giants haven't actually won the playoffs when Todd Kelman hasn't been involved in some way, both as a player in 2003, 20 years ago last week, and, and as a GM in 2010. From your point of view, which of those did you prefer? 03 uh, or 10, 2010? Hey, you also got to remember Thorts was involved in both of those too. So. In both of those. I was just thinking that as well. <laughs> you, yeah. you, got that, you got that going for you. Um, yeah, I, I, I think playing is always more exciting. I think... Um, different kind of stress uh play when we were when we did it in 2003 if you guys remember the semifinal, it was zero zero tie and then yeah. kevin real scored in that shootout goal to to put us into the final and then Butler shane, goalkeepers that was yeah and then shane johnson had the, the greatest game of his life with the two one-timer <laughs> shots um but uh that like my favorite game of hockey ever being involved in was winning that playoff final uh in 2003 we all knew the league was going to fold, like the Super League was going to fold after that. We all were old money going into that weekend. We hadn't been paid in about six weeks, and uh, and we all, you know, decided to play regardless, um, whether we knew we were going to get paid or not. We just said, well, we're either getting the money or not getting the money. We won't know till next week, so we might as well play and try to win something and remember this. And um, and then and then you know when we won it in 2010, it's a different stress because. For Thorts, I think the weight of the world was on his shoulders because he was a player coach in 2010. Um, but, like, I mean, honestly, I don't know if I've ever been more relieved. Like, when, when you see Chevery scored in the, that shootout goal, man, like, I don't know. It it just kind of, like, whenever you win something and, and you're in management, it just kind of, like, makes you think, okay, it was worth it. The, the, everything you did all year, every, every late night and every time you – skipped out on doing stuff with your friends or family and, and put hockey ahead of everything else. Like we always do. Um, it, it's worth it then, you know, and, and I think, you know, Thorts and Kiefer have probably had that conversation numerous times over the last few years and this year already twice. And, and, um, and yeah, someone's going to, someone's going to go home with a great summer. And, and, and you know what, it's, it's one of those things like you win this, the playoffs, if, if it's off, so if it's Sheffield, if it's Nottingham, one of us are just like, whew, we, we just salvaged a pretty, you know, average or below average season for us. And if it's Belfast, it's the best team that's ever played for the Belfast Giants, you know? So it's it's four very interesting stories. And and, and I I generally do think it's anyone's game. I really do. Anything can happen in the one-off semifinal, you know? It's just it's a, such a, oh, sorry, sorry, just, one, just one more for me, Davey, just before the, the uh, such an enjoyable weekend. And one of the things, all, one other thing that pops into mind that you were strongly involved in was um, how the Belfast Giants fans were made aware in the stands that Steve Thornton would be taking over as coach. <laughs> do you remember that? I do. Yeah. One of the more immature things I did, but um, 
<laughs> I remember it. <laughs> the list, Patty. Yeah, we didn't. We, we handed out Thornton's chocolates because everyone knew about it. Everyone knew about it somehow. Um, and uh, honestly, one of the well, I mean, the two times I hired him as a coach were two of the smartest hires we've ever done. Like Thornton's, Thornton's to me is as um, you know one of the smartest guys I know. And if he wasn't, if he didn't love hockey so much, he'd be he'd be you know, doing something phenomenal for the world because he's, he's such a smart guy. He's, 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 you know, I'm very happy that I'm so close to them, but he's, 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 he's very, you're very lucky to have him. Very lucky to have him. So I wish, you know, like it's, it's unfortunate the way it happened, bringing him back this time. And then it just happened that I was coming to Cardiff and, and it sort of all fell into place and I didn't get that second chance to work with him again. But uh, you know, it, it, it's uh, he's a great guy and he's, he's definitely the right guy to be leading your team. And he's done phenomenal things since he's been there. So. Just it was very nice, very nice Thornton's chocolate. Sorry, David. Come on. <laughs> um, just, just on Steve Thornton, like his numbers with the Belfast Giants and all those banners. I think says says when we were hanging the banner last week, banner number fourteen, maybe. There's very, very few of those banners. Steve Thornton hasn't had some part player, GM, coach, yeah, yeah. you know, a, a part of. But obviously, you've still got a real soft spot for Belfast as well. We heard you on the microphone just in your own barn the other week, uh, praising <laughs> the Belfast Giants on the microphone. I messaged Patty after that. Oh man, I, yeah. <laughs> and it was like, God, my fans were mad. God, they were mad. Um, when he came, when he came in the Belfast at the doubleheader weekend, I, he was standing talking to Robert and Paul and Sweet Twenty Three, and I walked out me a microphone and go, "Do you want to take over tonight here? You're doing it all over the back and forth." <laughs> Do you know what's ridiculous? I, I'm not even joking. It happens at least once a year. It's yeah. been it's been eight years or nine years, however it's long it's been. It happens once a year, and and what I do is I usually, if I'm playing you, it's the it's the most likely to happen if I'm playing you guys. So I write, I don't usually have to write the script down, but I write it down when I play you, which sounds ridiculous. But like, you know, you get in your spiel and you just, you, you just forget. And, and that night I just, I, it was, I can't, was it one of the last games of the season? And I flipped open my laptop because some, because I don't look at the scores until I don't look, I'm not one of those guys that checks the scores all throughout the game. And we lost and I just flipped open the laptop and I was looking at your score against someone and it just said like Belfast Giants. I can't remember who you played, maybe Sheffield or something. You just won. And I was looking at my laptop and I just announced, you know, ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for tonight's, uh, for your team, the home team, the Belfast Giants. And oh my God. <laughs> and you know, you can imagine what fans are saying on the forums, like his heart's still in Belfast. He doesn't care about this team, blah, 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 blah. No, no wonder, wonder we're, we're finishing where we're finishing. Yeah, no wonder we're finishing where we're finishing. He doesn't even care about us. So gone are the days when the the Cardiff De the Cardiff Devils fan base were just happy that we took over the team and had saved the franchise and blah blah blah. It it turns quickly, you know. It, it's yeah, uh, it, but it, and and you know what I love it. It's it's I'm joking around, but it's it is funny because like you know, it it's just it's just one of those things, right? They go from loving you to hating you to loving you, and 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 that's just that's just sport. I I think people think that. You know, people always say like, oh, man, social media, it's so harsh. Like if you have if, all you need is a little bit of thick skin to be on social media, like as in like read it, it's fine. Like people got to people got to stop thinking hockey players are so soft and really, you know, if they can't take a little criticism on social media, Jesus, they're in the wrong job, aren't they? Like remember, like it's just banter, like pe people, first of all, anyone that's writing on social media and is actually that mad about it. What are you going to say to them? Like they're they're, they're, going be, they're going to be mad about everything. They're going to be happy when you win. They're going to be sad. Like, you know what I mean? Like it, it's like the four of us. We used to go for a beer after and laugh and rip on guys. Now now people just do it online. You know, it's yeah. like toughen up. The world needs to toughen up a little. You know.
You can't all, it's the same people that's on, on one day a year, they put the bell, let's talk, you know, it's be kind yeah. to be kind once a year to be kind to be kind the rest of the week. They're ripping on the crap out of other fan bases, making fun of them. Like that's the heart, the part I hate about sport. I, I just hate how fan bases are to each other. Like it's not the Olympics. We don't play each other every four years. We play each other every year, you know, like yep. it's, it's, you know, we've had, it used to be. It used to, it, like you say, it used to be the fact that you went to watch the game, you went to the pub with your mates, you had a bit of crack with them, and that was it. But now you're a fan 24 hours a day, and you're talking about the game 24 hours a day, and there's a facility to do that 24 hours a day, yeah. seven days a week, 365 yeah. days a year. And well, that's a good thing or a bad thing. It has it has both sides, but yeah. A, yeah, I think our crowds are benefiting. Our crowds are bigger because we we you know like it used to be. How how'd you get the word out? You'd you'd have to hope for an article in the paper or maybe put a billboard or you know like think think of how good twitter is for for like advertise you want to do a, a ticket deal because you want to sell another 200 tickets it's easy now it's so easy but then that same voice people you know like sally 765 from Liz, lisburn can rip the crap out of uh, <laughs> beskarawani and ha she has three followers but one person retweets it and the world spins out of control like we we have we've had i mean you some of the crap that's happened in the last few weeks it's ridiculous you know like fan bases ripping on teams and oh my god it's just i get i get so embarrassed for people and 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 i mean i can, i actually got rid of my twitter account to see how long it would notice for someone to notice i got rid of my twitter account mark Brooks i only noticed it the other day i went to tag you so only noticed the other day about nine months ago patty and the only three months in mark brooks picked up on it He's the only one that besides now, besides anyone mentioning. And, and you know what? It's actually a good little thing to just get off there for a while. Cause man, some people think that like their opinion actually matters. Like they think their, their 400 followers really need to hear their take on, on the power play that, you know, the, the Cardiff devils had against the whatever Coventry blaze. It's, it's great to have an opinion. I I'm all for like buying a ticket and you have your opinion and stuff, but like, man, you got sometimes like, I don't care. Nobody cares. You know, like it's, it's just it's like last week. I learned last week. Somebody told me for the first time ever that I'm the most bass commentator in, in, in the league. For the first time? I mean, first time. For the first time ever. Unbelievable. <laughs> you should be. You should be biased. Yeah, that's the point. For, you, you don't work for the NHL network. Like when, when people tell me like, oh, that because like they know I'm, I'm buddies with you, right? They'll be like, oh, your buddy, Simon, like he's so biased towards the Giants. I'm like, yeah, he works for the Giants. Like, why would Giants it T? It's Giant. It's Belfast Giants TV. <laughs> and you're it's called Belfast you're Giants talking, TV. You're talking my about owners. People with, yeah, you're talking about people with thick skin. I'm okay. Yeah, no, I know. You're no, so, no. Um, one one thing I would say: the dynamic of having in the the card of Devils double header of having JD having John Donovan on with Simon. So you've got a little bit for both fan bases. Yeah, yeah. He he definitely toned it down. John's obviously very good behind the mic as well. That dynamic for webcasts of having a home and away fan really, really worked well too. Yeah, no, I, I liked it because you got to think like the majority of fans watching, like you're commentating for probably the families that are watching, Simon, really, because yeah. the majority of people buying are my fans when you think about it, right? Yeah. Like, what would actually make more sense is you commentating around on every away game for your team rather than, do you know what I mean? Like that would actually make yeah. more sense. No. And, and and my owners always say that our 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 uh, commentators are not biased enough because <laughs> you ever say you ever have like watch some of them and you know who's like this um, Dundee's a bit like this Dundee are like they're so fun to watch but they'll they'll be like you know there'll be a goal and they'll be like ah, I don't think that was a goal and and you almost feel like 
I'm sure the Dundee owners watching sometimes going, shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it, 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 you, you, you guys, we've all experienced it. We've all experienced yep. it. And it, it, it used to be hockey forums and, and forums moved into Twitter and people think their opinions matter. And, and, and I'm not ripping on like fan, fans can fan. And that's the thing. Fans can have their opinion and fans also, I mean, Twitter is also a good judgment. If you're doing stuff wrong, like you're hold, you're held accountable. Like if you, if you're treating your fans poorly, they can hold you accountable. But I think it's sometimes fan bases, other fan bases trying to, create a mountain out of a molehill. That's something that happened at your venue, you know, like, um, yeah, I could, I could give you a bunch of examples, but it'll just cause a shit storm on Twitter again. So <laughs> I must, I must, I must try this Twitter out, mate. I must, I must give it a go. Um, listen, Todd, we really appreciate you joining us. One, just a comment that's come in from a Mark Hitchcock. who says, kind of put that washing away behind you, killer. Um, <laughs> that's, that's blame my wife on that. Like there's, there's like, 40 boxes of shoes stacked up. I don't know why she keeps every shoe box we've ever had, but <laughs> does um, Killer still think Paul Eddy is better than Doug Christensen? Hashtag Killer told me. Says Mark Hitchcock. <laughs> you know, uh, Coach Russell sent me that video the other day of, of Hitchy. You know, where is Hitchy? Like he's sort of. Well, do you know what? Guess what? He, you'll get Mark Hitchcock's right, making his playoff return. He'll be there for really? Friday night. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. He'll be there for Friday. He doesn't have a ticket yet, so he might be on the phone to you. But oh, uh He's 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 making oh, his playoff return. When do, just briefly, when does your when does your whole playoff weekend start? When you know, obviously you're a busy man when it comes to it, not just with your devil's hat, but with the league yeah. and all sort. When so, when do you get stuck in? So I I head up usually Thursday night, and then um, we'll set up Friday. Uh, like it's it's like from the league standpoint, it's myself and Luke Fisher and Mike Hicks, and then Tony Smith sort of oversees all the volunteers and fifty fifty sellers and stuff. So it's sort of the four of us that do it, and um, yeah, it's worked. Like we actually, we have, and we, we call in, we get Michael Barr from the giants. Michael Barr comes and helps out. Um, he's been helping out every year. And uh, Brooks, he used to be involved before he skipped and went to that other sport that we don't talk about, but disgrace. Um, disgrace. Um, so yeah, so everyone kind of pitches in and it's, it's, it's not that complicated. It's running two hockey games, right? Like it's, you know, the arena's great to work with. They handle all the ticketing and suites and stuff. And then it's just, just two hockey games, you know? So it's not that complicated. So great stuff. Well, listen, Mick, we really appreciate your time. Are you guys all going? Are you all, you all there? Are you all, yeah. all there? We are all there. We no show are, punch. are you going to a certain wings outlet on Friday night? I don't know if you heard the story, but I, we, we were talking about it. We think it was 2010. It, 100% it was 2010. Bosey was kind of at a loose end. Bosey was sort of there on his own and he was hanging out with us. And there was me and Paddy and Dr. Love and whoever. And the day of the final, we went down and said, we'll go down to the, the wing joint for a, a quick pint before the, the game. Bosey's been there for a couple of hours on his own and he's eaten probably, I'm, I'm going to say 80 wings easily. Like, there was a mountain of them. A pile of bones. We've got like half an hour. So it's a pint, pint, Bacardi and Coke for. Dr. Love and a dad cook for Nina Russell. And the bill comes and it's like 90 quid. And Bosey's like, just split that four ways, boys. <laughs> Mate, we've been here 10 minutes. <laughs> he was just waiting, waiting for anyone to show up. He's, he's coming in. Uh, good times. But yeah, we, we, we'll be there. We'll be there over the weekend. Mate. We'll be there over the weekend. Looking forward oh, to seeing you. We'll catch up. We'll catch up for sure. All right. Nice one. Thanks, Todd. Right. Okay. Thanks, guys. Yeah, Always a pleasure. See you there. Always. Big thanks to Todd Kalmer for joining us. Always like you'll 
always worth bringing him on. He, he, he you know, man's a, an absolute. Do you know what? I've just seen a comment that's coming here. Yvonne Revel saying that she's looking forward to seeing us all on Sunday, and I appreciate we're looking all. forward to seeing you too. We're looking forward to seeing you too, Yvonne. We've we've seen that check, and we're looking we're looking forward to seeing you as well. Congratulations on winning the 50-50 at the weekend <laughs> in Glasgow. I'm sure the Glasgow fans were delighted delighted with that. Um, but you know, Todd Kelman, really good to have him on. Really appreciate uh, his time, and um, yeah, we're looking forward to seeing him at the weekend, gentlemen. We've 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 covered a lot and we've spent a lot of time. I'm going to start wrapping things up quickly. There's a few little bits and pieces to do, and one of them is the Player of the Month award, which was which was passed out at the weekend. There, Sam Rupp, 49.7 percent of the vote is the Player of the Month for March. It was given over by Kieran Murdoch of, of Pizza Guys. Um, says you know, there's no real argument there. Rupp's been phenomenal all season long. He's been brilliant all year long, um, and I think was David mentioned there last week about you know, you know we've been very very lucky that there's probably a handful maybe more the guys that actually could have won that trophy last month. You know there's, you know when you look through Scott Conway, Gabe Bast, uh, Sam Ruop, Goody was excellent, Steve Harry. I mean there's a list of length of your arm that could have basically picked up the last two or three months um, players of the month, but. Um, couldn't happen to a nicer lad. He, he's a, just a top, top guy. He's been, you know, he's been exemplary. He picked up that injury, Mystic Sheffield game away during the season. Um, and he's been carrying a knock, you know, all season long. But he's uh, he's just a top, top lad, top, top player. And uh, and thoroughly deserved, in my opinion. One of the strongest D-men we have, Davey. He's been ridiculously consistent this season. I was talking to Simon earlier on the stuff we end up talking about. We were talking about um CHL games way back in August, September, you know, time and um it back to back uh first star of the games against Galathia. It's Kevin Rain went down obviously away there, got hit in the face. Don't think he played we were talking earlier, Sam never played first again, yep. sadly. Um yep. that was that, that was the injury that was just one too many for Rainer and um Sam stepped up massively uh you know he, he had a really good season last year but he, he stepped up in terms of minutes that that um dynamic he has going with Gabe Bass has been superb. They they dovetail really well. We talk about partnerships and D-Men over the years. And the one partnership that I always really go back to is Elfring and Brickwell season one. Not so much season two, season one. Elfie yeah, and, and yeah. Brickwell were just sensational together. And I just think Bast and Sam dovetail together so well. They're playing 23, 24, 25 shifts per game together. You know, they're they're put out there um on the on the penalty kill together basti plays the with the extra man sam gets a bit of a rest at that time but he's just such a phenomenal guy to have around the locker room and on the ice he's just been superbly consistent and that that is you know get the avftb player award and all we we can have a laugh about it it's a little bit of recognition for what he's doing on the ice and that's all it is he's been really consistent i'm really glad to see him picking up a a personal award like to see guys getting personally recognized as well there's all these guys are, and the, the top top guys are always team first and he'll be no difference but a little tip of the cap to to someone just to say you've been extra good as always puts a little bit of air in the tires yep congratulations to a very deserved sam up who picked up the avftb 
Player of the Month for March, sponsored by Phonicab. Thanks, Phonicab, for sponsoring the award. Two little pieces just before we uh, start to wrap things up with regards to the games. First of all, the Quinnipiac... I know, David's getting lit. Uh, the the um, Congratulations to the Quinnipiac Bobcats, who become the first NCAA team to do the double. Um, the Friendship Four and the Frozen Four, they are national champions. Says um, not only is this good for Quinnipiac, and we know how good they were when they came and played here. We we spoke about it at the time. We spoke about it at, at that weekend. Uh, great great attack, great goalkeeping. Davy is a Davy's good mate in goals in goals. <laughs> but the the fact that they've been they've went on to win the Frozen Four isn't just good for them. It's actually good for the Frozen for the friendship four. Absolutely, you know, we were lucky enough that we've had this here now six years, and and that Quinnipiac team were absolutely brilliant um, here in November. Um, I mean, the goaltender, Davy's best mate, there he's he's going to go to the NHL. Among uh, there's a number of other guys, there's a number of other guys are going to go to the NHL. There's absolutely no doubt about that. Um, it, it's it's phenomenal that you know you can basically get the 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 uh, bell pot in November, and that was the bean pot in. Uh, the Frozen Four at the end of the season. Fantastic. Uh, Ron Pecknell, the, the head coach, has done a phenomenal job there again. He's he's just, you know, he's he's managed to pick up a, a bunch of winners and and uh, they've come out with a, another trophy. And, and um, you know, I watched the game on Saturday night. I had that on the TV and I had the Leafs game on in the in the laptop um, at the same time. Um, and it was it was brilliant. Just real top quality. Overtime goal, you Overtime know, game, what yeah. more do you want? It's, it's the you know, when Friendship Fours are announced, I still just can't believe that there's so many people that don't buy a ticket for it. I just can't get my head around. Yes, we all love watching the Belfast Giants, but this is the best hockey you'll see in Belfast um, in any particular year. Um, and uh, again, you know, when the next one is announced, then make sure you get your tickets because it's just phenomenal. Yeah, Davey, the um, congratulations to Zach Matt. I'm just getting <laughs> tired of it. Congratulations to Zach Matsu, twice, two-time uh, AVFTB guest, friend of the show, um, <laughs> picking up another trophy. But uh, like Sis like says, it it you know it's such a high quality, and that team were such a high quality team. Um, it, it's unreal how many of these guys actually go on to the NHS. Is going to yawn there? Um, go on to the NHL shortly after being in Belfast and go, go on to do good things as well. I was reading about Yaniv Peretza the other day. Montreal might make a, a – he's free agent, obviously, after university. Um, and his numbers have been absolutely staggering the last two years. Oh, I have no idea how he didn't manage to get picked up in, in a draft of some form. But uh, Montreal might take a, a dip on him. Um, he's obviously – he's from he's from that area. So it'd be amazing to see him. In the NHL as well, but you know, there's guys that came through this the friendship for this year that will go um, as as high solid draft picks, and they'll go on to have amazing NHL careers. And I, I just double down on what Simon says: when it comes around again, make sure you get a ticket. We were really, really fortunate to be to be up close and personal with it all, and it's just such a stunning level of hockey. And uh, you know, you had a better view than most this year, David. You'd stand behind that net, and some big goals scored in that net. But uh, when you were doing what did the, you call the, the what did you call the the big goalie? From was it Dartmouth? Oh, the, big, the big tall goalie from Dartmouth, like Kevin, seven, like seven, seven, five in skates. Kevin, something. Oh, hold on. Carry on, I'll find out. Anyway, just yeah, but the obviously the position I have was right behind the goalies, goaltenders, and um, phenomenal goaltending. Some brilliant goals scored down that end. We got quite lucky with uh, a lot of the lion's share of the goals were scored down that end. But uh, yeah, phenomenal. But just to keep it moving, phenomenal, phenomenal. 
Um, one last piece of news as well. You mentioned it earlier on, Davy, and that is another retirement, and that is that the former Belfast Giants and Milton Keys Lightning, Lee Jameson. Um, Jim won the Elite League Championship here in Belfast and multiple championships with the MK Lightning. Uh, we thank him for his for what he did here in Belfast, Davy. Um, you know, he was a what a, as a Brit player he came in. He was he, he did his job and he did it very well. Lee Jamison actually had a phenomenal amount of games for Bill. I think was say played three hundred and fifty games for Belfast. Um, can't remember now. Something like that. If Lee Jamison had stayed like for his career, and then add on the amount of games that he went and played for Milton Keynes and whoever else he played for, add them on the Belfast. You know, over a thousand games. He's been he's been a really good servant of that level of hockey that he's played at. I think he could probably have played a lot more late years. Sorry, at the elite league level, obviously. Maybe the money wasn't there at the elite league level for him, and and he was doing other things as well as playing in the in the lower leagues. Great servant to to British hockey as well. We'll say that's an awful lot about some of these guys that are retiring, but uh, we wish Jamo well. And uh, remember when he first came in, Jason Ruff taking him under his wing, Dan element. Simon might remember that a little bit more. Quite good teaching, friends, I think. Teaching him how to stand up and fight on skates and stuff, and you know that was uh, all good memories. Good memories. Jamo uh, says. I remember watching. I, I remember <laughs> watching GMO in nineteen ninety nine. Um, we had an invitation. I was coaching the Northern the, the junior. Well, before the chance was born, but the junior Northern Ireland squads at that point, and we went to play um, a tournament in Milton Keynes, and GMO stood out head over shoulders. I think he was fifteen at the time, fourteen, fifteen. He was absolutely outstanding. One of the best players that age group I've seen in a long, long time. And when he came into Belfast, I reminded him about that as well. Maybe he should get him on at some point and you know, maybe start next season and have a talk about his time in Belfast. But um, even you know, you talk about the you know the quality of, of British players here are going away from the from the sport now. And um, you know, when in his day when he was playing in Belfast, he was right up there with with uh, getting good ice time and and getting uh, well rewarded for it as well. So another one where you've got to look at and unfortunately, uh He's riding hung his skates up. I'm looking at the uh, at, at a chart here, but I'm trying to work it out. But basically, I'm Lee Jamison. David just mentioned Lee Jamison's mum is the cousin of my dad. So well, that's like a, it's like I think it's like a second cousin first removed or something like that. But uh, but yeah, there was a uh, I didn't realize this until my grandmother died and Lee Jamison was at the funeral. I was like. You're Lee Jameson from the Belfast Giants. <laughs> the, um, just look at Jamie's stats here. I don't know if he's got them dug out. 293 games, 30 goals, 42 assists, 321 penalty minutes, eight fights for Lee Jamison. Not bad. Not bad. 293. Um, congratulations. That's the, uh, congratulations to Lee Jameson again on a, on a great career and I uh, wish him well. In the future, the Belfast Giants will take on the Nottingham Panthers on Saturday at 3 p.m. at the NIC. That game is on via play. It will be shortly followed by the Steelers versus the Devils uh, Saturday at 7 p.m. These games are later this year, 3 p.m. and 7, when they used to be 1 and 5. Uh, three Saturday at 7 p.m. at the NIC, that's at via play as well. Of course, then that goes on to Sunday, 1 p.m. for the third place game, one of the most important game in uh, in British hockey. and uh, And then the final takes place at 5 p.m. and that will be on via play. Um I'll not we've we've been through all these lads. I'll, I'll, I'll not dig unless you've got anything more you want to say on, on these games. Listen, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a task. You know, the, the Panthers are gonna oh. be well up for this this weekend. There's no doubt about that. Um 
whatever happens on Sunday will happen on Sunday, but the boys will, our boys will be concentrating on Saturday and, and they know that they're going to have to step their game from, from weekend just past. From a Belfast Giants perspective, no other games, no other game matters right now. It's uh, Saturday, 3 p.m. at the NIC, the Belfast Giants versus the Nottingham Panthers. Any other business, gentlemen? Two pieces for David. Things. Simon, you want to go first? Go ahead, Neil. Go ahead, David. Work away. Okay, right. The first thing is this. This is um, because um, the only thing that I got a distinction in in tech was law. Uh, this is a contract. Okay. So you see like it. To say, we see it. Basically a contract. Okay. So contract, we see it. We all see it. Uh, everybody right? watching here live and everybody watching uh, on back on YouTube will see that that is a contract and that Yvonne Revel will be buying us a pint. Okay, um, second and final thing, because I know we'll we'll do a close-out podcast, win, lose, or draw next week, possibly yes. the last podcast of the season, but, but I don't want it to get lost in the shuffle at the end. I want to thank Stevie Thompson, Keelan Daly, and Phil Armstrong for helping me over the last number of years with stats. They're all taking a step away from statting. I imagine Stevie Thompson will still keep his own spreadsheet because he's a bit of a rain man that way. It's unbelievable what these guys have done um, numbers-wise to help out the organization, to help me to try and help Kiefer and Thorst find a tenth of 1%. That's all we're trying to do. And even if we don't do anything, we'll give Simon some stuff to talk about on the webcast. So, you know, with the, uh, we enjoy doing the numbers and I'd like to thank them for all their help over the last number of years. So cheers, guys. It's been really, really appreciated. A phenomenal team, and you should be very proud of the way it went and the way it's been going. And congratulations to them, and and, and thanks for what they've done. Says, um, I said last week uh, that we had the USC have put a raffle together for a signed yes. 2010 Boston Bruins jersey. Um, all the money raised is going to the Ukraine hockey dream. Um, ticket sales are going phenomenal at the minute, but it's still Brilliant. on sale um, up until the 18th of April. Um, so yes. if you want to get your hands, hopefully, potentially on a signed 2010 Boston Bruins jersey, um, then go to, you can get it on the Belfast Chance website. We'll stick it on AVFTV tonight. Um, and please, as I say, all money raised, the, the raffle, the, the company that does the the, uh, the the raffle itself, they charge a fee. Once that fee's taken out, every single penny is going to the Ukraine hockey dream. So please support it if you possibly can. If you're watching live and just go to our uh, View from the Bridge Twitter, it's just appeared. Get yourself involved on that. There have been some great names added to that list. I know that the two that were added today and Calbady and Max Stewart, they'll be part of that all-star side. We talked about Steve Salviano being part of that side. JJ, you were saying we talked about last week. Um, there's been a few others announced this week as well. I should have been better prepared for this, but the team that have been, they've been put together so far looks like it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. So that's on the 18th 19th, 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 right, 19th. the 19th of nineteenth of April, um, the game against the Depot Kershaw uh, at the SSE Arena and a Belfast Giants all-star team. Get your tickets to that. It's going to be a great night. Um, is that a chance? Are we done? Me. It's a big weekend ahead. The Belfast Giants will face the Nottingham Panthers Saturday at 3 p.m. at the NIC. No other game that matters at this moment in time. Um, big thanks to uh, to Scott Conway, Chris Ellis, John O'Phillips, and Todd Kelman for their time. You get the games as before. If you're not making your way over to the NIC, of course, you can follow it with Murph and Co. on Viaplay. 
Um, you can get us at AVFTB on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube, uh, kingdomofthegiants.com. Send us an email, podcast at kingdomofthegiants.com. Get in, send a carrier or a pigeon. It'll be fine. We get without any messages. We really appreciate every inter- piece of interaction you have with us, be it here live in the chat box down this side, I think, <laughs> the, or, is it, or if you sent us tweets through the week. Really appreciate everything uh, that you give us. If you see us about the playoffs, come up and say hello. Uh, always always good to have a bit of a chat and talk. we're always willing to talk hockey and have a bit of a laugh um, gents I shall see you on Saturday you shall and, uh, yes sir Hitch- Hitchcock's going to be there from Friday from Friday I know he's booked himself on the Friday today so, when are you uh, guys arrive? Saturday morning mate Saturday one, morning. One, it's a one night wonder for me this time can't get in too too much to too much to deal with at home you, what would you do I suppose it like You'll go on Sunday as soon as the game's finished. Results dependent. Results dependent on when I leave Nottingham. I've left. <laughs> I've 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 been known to be out of Nottingham within five minutes of the the semi final loss with um, Steve, Steve Thornton and Shane Johnson to the airport within ten minutes. But um, <laughs> I remember that well. I've also uh, you know been fortunate to celebrate long into the night as well on on yes. one occasion. So let's hope that it's. Uh, it's the latter. Well, to those who are traveling, have a great time. Uh, we look forward to seeing you there. The Belfast Giants are going again for that third trophy. They face Nottingham Panthers Saturday at 3 p.m. and then onwards from there. And uh, wherever you are watching your hockey this weekend, we hope you enjoy it. We'll catch you here next time on A View from the Bridge. Podcast Network.